Welcome to the ChatGPT podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about why hashtag OpenAI is trending on Twitter. I mean, really, there's like four or five stories here, but I'm just going to dive into all of them and give you all the latest and greatest in AI news this wonderful Saturday. So I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. And without further ado, let's dive into it. So I think one of the first uh, stories is that over the last few days, there's something called chat GPT for GPT for free. It's a, a project on GitHub that went sort of viral. Essentially, a developer went and he figured out how to um, pretty much kind of hack some APIs together um, to make it so that people could use chat GPT for for free. And essentially what he was doing was just piggybacking off of other big companies that use GPT for integrated into what they were doing specifically you.com, which is like a search engine. And he's and it has GPT-4 built into it, so essentially he was piggybacking off of that, building an API that people could connect GPT-4 into stuff. And it's going to be interesting. So apparently, the reason that this is no, the the news with this is essentially that their legal team got back to him and you know gave him a cease and desist, as you can imagine, for you know giving out. <laughs> I'm actually surprised it's OpenAI that gave out the uh, the cease and desist, considering it's you.com that's the one getting abused in the situation. Um, you'd imagine it was you.com considering it, you know, went so viral. But uh, it's kind of interesting because obviously there's people like, oh man, this is unfair, this big company, but like obviously mooching off of people. But the interesting bit with all of this to me is like, how do, I guess, how do these companies really stop this? Like eventually everyone's going to have GPT-4 or another AI integrated into all of their tools. It's just the direction that software is going in general. And the problem is, with all of these AIs integrated into everything, um, if you're not like a very niche specific area, right? Like if I'm not, you know, doing GPT-4 for lawyers and like going down some specific route for lawyers, but I just do everything generally like a search engine, like I don't see why people wouldn't just, I'm sure ex products like that exist, right? Companies just build things and uh, people figure out if you don't need like an account or it's free to use, they'll just like figure out ways to, to scrape it or to, let other people use that in, that information for free. So I don't really know exactly what the long-term solution between before, uh, other than just sending like a single developer a legal notice to cease and desist because you can imagine thousands of developers could be doing this and they could do it from all sorts of places and maybe they're like not telling people he his went viral and he told a lot of people he open sourced it or whatever. So like in the case that someone just kind of low-key does it, it's gonna, people are going to do it. It, it. it went viral, so now everyone knows about it. I don't know what their plan is in the future. So that's just an interesting food for thought. Um, <laughs> I think he got ChatGPT to write him a little poem about the whole incident. Um, I'll read it to you. It's kind of funny, and uh, it, it, I think it gives like what his vibe is and what a lot of other developers' vibe is around this whole thing. Anyways, it says, a little boy sat in his humble abode. He tinkered and toyed with develop dev tools galore and found himself curious, eager for more. He copy and pasted, requested with glee and delight, a personal project to last him the night for educational purposes and fun it was too. The little boy's journey had just begun anew. From far away in a tower so grand, a big company stood, ruling the land. Their software was mighty, their power supreme. But they never expected this boy in his dream. As he played with their code, they started to fret. What if he breaks it? What if we're upset? They panicked and worried, their faces turned red, as visions of chaos danced in their head. The CEO paced in his office so wide, his minions all scrambled to hide. Who is this child? He cried out in fear. Who dares to disrupt our digital sphere? The developers gathered their keyboards ablaze to analyze the boy's mischievous ways. They studied his project 
They poured through his code, and soon they discovered his humble abode. We must stop him, they cried with a shiver. This little boy's making our company quiver. So they plotted and schemed to halt his advance, to put an end to his digital dance. Anyways, okay, you get the picture. Like, small indie dev, and he does this little thing. But, like, obviously you see the side from OpenAI, so I won't, I won't dive into it. I just thought it was kind of funny, and obviously it's a little argument going on in Twitter and that. Okay, piece of information number two. This is just funny. A lot of people are saying like OpenAI is getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, there's a, a picture of a, a Discord moderator job position posted uh, from OpenAI where essentially it says the annual salary for this role is $180,000 US. Total compensation also includes generous equity and benefits, medical, dental, vision, uh, wellness support, 401k, 4% matching, unlimited time off, and 18 plus company holidays a year, parental leave, 20 weeks, annual learning and development stipend, $1,500 a year. Okay, yada, yada. Everyone's just, you know, gawking over the $180,000 a year to be a uh, Discord moderator, right? If you don't use Discord, it's like a chat room, it's like a Facebook group, whatever, and uh, they're just managing people on there so you know people are saying that's pretty uh pretty massive salary especially when especially when amazon just laid off nine thousand people and all the tech companies are laying off people and then you know open ai just got their 10 billion dollars from microsoft so they're kind of going crazy uh spending money on all sorts of things so that's kind of funny uh people are criticizing it okay this is an amazing uh chat gpt thread i probably should have led with this one because those other ones were kind of just like funny but um this one is by the CEO of Do Not Pay. He's been like in the AI game from the very beginning. Honestly, I've been pretty impressed because he had a software company, but he really like, as soon as ChatGPT launched, he was one of the, the first of these guys that really was like dialed into like talking about how they were integrating AI into their product. And if you don't know, he's kind of like a consumer protection company who helps people get out of traffic tickets and parking tickets. That was the start. And now it's just expanding into getting out of all sorts of legal problems, consumer protection, renegotiating your bills with comcast or other you know like cell phone or wi-fi providers that kind of thing so saving people money anyways this is his twitter thread and it was pretty awesome he said i decided to outsource my entire personal finance life to gpt4 via the do not pay chat we are building i gave auto gpt access to my bank financial statements credit report and email here is how it's going so far i'm up $217.85 and the this are the strange ways it is saving me money he said First, using Do Not Pay's Plaid connection, I had to I had it log into every bank account and credit card that I own and scanned 10,000 plus transactions. It found $80 leaving my account every month in useless subscriptions and offered to cancel every single one. The bot got to work mailing letters in the case of gyms using the USPS Lob API, chatting automatically with agents, and even clicking online buttons to get them canceled. Example of how it works below. Now that the easy savings were out of the way, I wanted to go deeper. I asked it to scan the same transactions and find me one where I could get an easy refund. First, my uh, from my email, it identified a United Airlines in-flight Wi-Fi receipt for $36.99 from London to New York. It then asked me, did it work properly? When I said no, it immediately drafted a persuasive and firm legal letter to United requesting a refund. The letter was both legalistic citing FTC statutes and convincing. A bot then sent it to them via their website. Within 48 hours, United agreed to refund me the $37. I wanted to take a break from saving money and ask ChatGPT4 about my credit score. Using the Array API, it got my score and report without 
advertisements or trying to sell me a credit card. Okay, honestly, that's pretty nice if anyone's messed around with anything on credit scores and that kind of stuff. That's always, you know, credit card and all of that. They got ads for credit cards all over the place. Um, he said, I'm currently working on several GPT-4 credit disputes and will report back. Now it was time to unleash GP, uh, GPT-4 on my bills. I'm a customer of Comcast, and so I asked it to negotiate my bill. When Comcast offered a $50 discount and the bot pushed back, it said, no, I want more, and it got it to over $100. GPT-3.5 apparently never pushed back on that kind of stuff, so they're saying they're seeing some pretty big... Um, differences between 3.5 and 4 in that regard. Um, he said, I'm already up to $217 in under 24 hours and have dozens of other disputes pending. My goal is to have GPT-4 make me $10,000. We are building Do Not Pay Chat to be available as a ChatGPT plugin on our website and even via iMessage. Consumer rights is the perfect job for AI, yada, yada. Obviously, this guy is a CEO of that company, so tooting his own horn and probably talking about a lot of different technologies and things that may not be all publicly available or fully functioning to the max. Just speaking from experience, I feel like that's CEOs are optimistic about what it can do and it may not be able to nail that every time for everyone, but those are pretty cool, incredible use cases that inevitably will be rolled out uh, in the future for a lot of different products. So that is an amazing use case. Um, something else that is in the news recently is that OpenAI, they raised $300 million um, at a $27 to $29 billion valuation. Uh, what they're talking about here, because um, we all know that, right, they raised $10 billion from Microsoft, yada, yada. Pretty much what happened was the way that OpenAI was structured from the beginning, it was a nonprofit, then it went to a for-profit, and it made it really hard for... Um, employees to cash out on their stock options and to have stock stock options period that was the problem with the nonprofit so once it switched to a for-profit which this is kind of one of the like um, arguments I guess that Sam Altman like the reasons why he says it like needs to be a for-profit one of his reasons that's sort of compelling is the fact that employees um, can actually get shares in the company like a normal tech company, and then they can sell them. So they actually get some sort of benefit for making the company successful. This is normal in every single other software company. OpenAI struggled because it was a nonprofit. Um, do I think it was right of them for to switch from a nonprofit to a for-profit? Personally, absolutely not. I think that's ridiculous. Um, was it necessary to become the company that they are today? That's up for debate. In any case, it happened. And so what is happening today is that a lot of those early employees are being are allowed to sell their um, stock options on the secondary market. Um, and so that I think is where the $300 million came from. I don't believe that that was uh, strictly OpenAI raising that money just straight to their bank. Although I would, I would verify that, but that's just going on, on Twitter. Everyone's kind of talking about it. Um, good for the employees. A lot of people became millionaires and, uh, you know, good for them. You got in early and you hustled and you, uh, got your stock options, then great. One one last thing to finish off that's kind of funny. Everyone's talking about AutoGPT and everything it can do. Um, at the moment, right, you need uh, kind of to be a developer to use it since it's like a GitHub project. AutoGPT, if you don't know, is essentially creating a whole bunch of AI agents that you just give it a task and it can take whatever means necessary to get the task done. So if you're like, you know, save me money, it will just go through a whole bunch of different things to try to save you money or start me a business. It'll do a whole bunch of research and tell you how to start a business, whatever. Um, beyond just like one chatbot, it's like, you know, it could be like a hundred chatbots. It, it can open new chatbots and give them new projects and tasks and research. In any case, someone said, I asked 
AutoGPT to figure out if we live in a simulation. Five minutes in, it decided it should also develop its own simulations with the potential for creating self-aware or conscious entities. Anyways, and they're like, I messed up. Anyways, it's, it's funny. Um, that's its way of, you know, figuring out if we live in a simulation is to create simulations and I guess compare. But in any case, I mean, it just illustrates the power of AutoGPT. You give it a task and it can take really unexpected turns to achieve what you've asked it to do, which is pretty cool, to be honest, um, having that sort of functionality. Um, really impressive uh, for the team over at AutoGPT and all the, the devs kind of working on that. In any case, thank you so much for tuning in to the ChatGPT podcast this wonderful Saturday. Um, make sure to join our Facebook group, link in the show notes, and also get on our weekly, sorry, I, used, I know I used to say daily newsletter, and some people have mentioned that I've been slacking, so I, you know, I can promise weekly, maybe not daily, uh, AI newsletter to find out the latest that is happening every week in AI. Um, we love our Facebook group. We have over... 1200 people on there so if you are working on anything in ai have any questions or have experience to share we would love to see you in the group it's super active and i'm always amazed by the projects and um, ideas tips and tricks i see in there so thank you so much for joining the podcast have a wonderful rest of your day and i'll see you next time Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.